there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens. But trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit in Every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes Hello and welcome To another episode Of life as a gringo I am Dramos Of course And And man I'm really excited About today's show I know I say that A lot about Probably each episode But Today is, is One of those shows Where the topic That I'm talking about I feel like I'm kind of like figuring it out in real time as I talk and record and, and speak to you. You know what I mean? I think this is like the closest thing to if uh, if you and I were to just sit down and have like a conversation about something that's been on my mind and I'm kind of like figuring it out while talking to you. So this is is kind of one of those topics. It's something that I've been thinking about. I've been kind of working through and I thought it'd be really interesting to share it here and I feel like it, it probably would resonate for a lot of people and I think as a as a whole to kind of summarize it I would I would kind of say that the topic is is all about you know living a life that is essentially controlled by others right and I think we can kind of go one of two ways with it and I'll kind of dive into to both to a degree but I think you know for some of us that that might look like you know prioritizing others' opinions or others' happiness over our own, right? And, and also, for, for some people, you know, that might mean a, a life where you are sort of motivated um, by, by trying to prove others wrong, the, the naysayers, right? The haters, the people that don't believe in your vision, you know, you kind of make it your life's purpose to, to prove these people wrong. And I think I've done 
a bit of both throughout the course of my life. Probably most people have done a bit of both. But, you know, either way you look at it, your your life is essentially being led by somebody else, right? You're you're not focusing on on the things that make you genuinely happy or bring you fulfillment. You're you're focusing on what will get you that end result, uh, be it the approval of others or be it the the ability to say, I told you so to to someone else, right? And I think either way you look at it, either direction you're kind of taking in life, you know, I I I think either of those options, if you choose to take them, and I think we all do at certain points throughout the course of our lives they all lead to the same sort of end result. And I think that that is an incredibly empty feeling and a life that is not truly fulfilled and one that, you know, you're not truly meeting your own potential, you know, in in various ways. So I wanted to kind of dive into that because I've been having a lot of realizations about my own life. And we'll talk about that in our Mi Gente segment. And of course, we'll get y'all's take for our Ask a Gringo segment. Uh, But first, I wanted to kind of just do a bit of a deep dive you know, uh, I, I did some research on some interesting articles that I wanted to kind of share with y'all uh, about this topic and, and various kind of points and, and takeaways into this idea of of living a life that is essentially, whether you realize it or not, being controlled by by outside forces, right? That is is being led by by outside forces. So let's just get into it, man. I'm I'm really excited to kind of work through this with y'all, and uh, we'll we'll do that deep dive in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say it louder for the people in the back. Say it louder for the people in the back. Let's kind of start uh, start in the mindset of trying to impress others, right? You're essentially living for the approval of of outside sources, right? And I found this really dope article on thoughtcatalog.com and uh, it's by Rachel Fenimore and, and it's entitled, I finally stopped trying to impress everyone and am happier than ever before. So I'm gonna read a couple of excerpts that I pulled from from that article. And she she says in there, quote, maybe we should spend less time trying to fit in and more time figuring out who we are and what we're doing here. A lot of us think of peer pressure as something that's fake. We're not always able to identify it or see it clearly, so we assume it doesn't exist. It happens in the adult world too. All you need is someone to plant an idea in your head, something to make you feel as if you're inferior because you aren't following everyone else. Or maybe others are so insecure about what they are doing that their validation comes from you partaking in it too. You have your own brain. And you are in control of everything you do. The minute you decide to do something you know you'll regret, no one else is to blame. So if you don't want to be that person, then don't be. And I want to kind of pause for for a second because then she kind of goes into, I guess, practical steps of how to kind of combat this. But let's kind of touch on a few things that she she talked about, right? Obviously, we all think of peer pressure as like this childish thing that that happens right in in high school or, or when you're younger, you know, but the, the reality is it never ends. You know, the these ideas that are shaped as kids, we carry them on as adults and maybe the way that they're viewed are are a little bit different, right? Obviously, it's not, you know, people in a cafeteria making fun of you or or the mean girls at school, but those mean girls still exist in the real world, in the workplace, right? And, and those, uh, 
you know, those bullies still exist in the in the real world of the workplace. Right. And I want to touch on one of the things she said where she talks about the notion of somebody planting an idea in your head. Right. And I'm going to use like a silly example where uh, I, I remember like I was going out to an event and, you know, um, you know, I like to to get dressed up. I like to, to look fresh. I like clothing. I, I appreciate fashion in, in my own way. Right. And I remember one of my my friends, you know, who was not a fashionable human being at all, but he made fun of of something I was wearing. I think I like cuffed my pants. You were seeing some ankle or whatever it was. And again, stupid example, but he made fun of that. And it planted this idea in my head that I looked silly. Right. And then throughout the whole night, I couldn't shake this this sort of self-consciousness uh, as I was walking around throughout the course of this event because i i felt like you know does everybody think i look stupid is is everybody looking at the fact that i cuffed my pants you know that you can see my ankle like right and i'm i'm pointing out an incredibly dumb example but i'm just showing you how people can plant these little notions in your head and and completely fuck up everything that you have going on right like when i left the house i felt really good about myself i felt like i looked good i i felt like this was a great outfit i spent a lot of time putting into it right but then somebody came along, planted an idea in my head, and it fucked up my entire night to the point that I couldn't even just relax and enjoy myself, right? And and that happens throughout the course of our lives. Obviously, some ways are far more serious than what I, you know, have have put out there, right? I think some people, maybe you have a, a family friend or a family member who, uh, you know, questions your intelligence, right, or enjoys making you feel stupid. And then now that it plants this idea in your head, well, I'm not that smart. I'm not intellectual, right? And you go through out the course of your your days and maybe your life thinking that way and having this very limited belief about yourself based upon somebody making a dumb comment, right? And at the end of the day, you're you're only holding your yourself back, right? And and then you know, I think even others who are insecure will push their own insecurities onto you, right? Maybe they will be making fun of you to make themselves feel better. Or on the flip side of that, maybe you have a a friend who is so insecure that it's like you have to dull your own light in order to, you know, uh, uh, make them not feel bad about themselves, right? And I think my point being in, in all of these examples is that either one of these things that, that I'm talking about, you are you are living your life based upon somebody else's preference, right? You're allowing somebody else to control your own happiness, essentially, right? And and I think this is what, what she mentions when she talks about you have your own brain and you're in control of everything you do, right? The, the reality is I think we often forget that we are in control and we relinquish that control to outside forces you know, and and not to shame you for that, we all do it, right? It's hard to move past these scenarios where you know we don't allow people to hurt our feelings, and as a as a byproduct of that, control what we do or don't do, right? But I think you have to get very clear on understanding that you know that while these responses are ingrained in us, it is up to you uh, whether or not you allow them to to rule your life, right? Now, obviously, all easier said than done. But I, I truly think that so much of our unhappiness comes from the amount of power that we give to others and their opinion. And again, I am speaking this from, man, my heart as somebody who has done this 
and still continues to do this in in various ways, right? But it is important to to give yourself that validation, right? I think we're 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 shamed in like society for whatever reason to like compliment ourselves, right? To to feel good about ourselves or the work that we're doing. You know, you 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 look at 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 somebody like like Kanye, right? And he's obviously an extreme example, but Kanye has no problem complimenting himself, right? And while it, it can be a bit obnoxious and I think he takes it a bit too far, to me, when I, I view that and I see that and I, I kind of watching in a documentary and interviews and things like that, I've always been a bit envious of it, right? And and obviously I think to a degree it's a bit of a defense mechanism because He's had so many people telling him he wasn't shit, right? He's had so many people pushing against his ideas of of, th- of his his own greatness, right? And I and while that is all true, and while this seems like a defense mechanism, I also think it's actually incredibly inspiring that he sort of has built up this wall. And I think we we all kind of can take a page from that. Now, obviously, we don't have to sit there and borderline uh, become a narcissist in the way that Kanye has, but I think creating defense mechanisms like that and being unafraid to celebrate your own greatness, I think, is not only important, but essential for our own happiness and fulfillment in this life. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with recognizing our own talents, our own beauty, you know, appreciating ourselves as we are. You know, I I, I recognize that in my moments of, of feeling down or or, you know, where life seems really heavy. I'm not loving myself truly, right? I'm not appreciating all that I've done, all that I am, you know, uh, the the gifts that I have, right? I I'm not doing that. I, I'm I'm instead looking for other people to to tell me that, uh, you know, uh, I should be able to appreciate myself myself, right? That I I should be, you know, celebrating myself, right? I'm I'm looking for that offer to come in via email to validate you know, my talent, right? And and I can tell you for me, my lowest points throughout the course of, of this last year have been those moments where rather than than telling myself how how amazing I am and and, and celebrating myself for all that I do, I, I tell myself I can't be happy until I get uh you know somebody else to co-sign that, right? And I'll dive a bit more into into my story when it when it comes to that kind of thing. But I, I, I just to kind of put a, a bow on on that part of the conversation, you know, the the idea that we need this sort of cosign from other people or that other people's opinion should affect how we move in this life, you know, all of that is incredibly toxic and leads you to feeling incredibly unfulfilled. And now again, it's all easier said than done. Words do hurt, you know, opinions hurt. Other people talking negatively about you, you know, it it, it hurts. But you have to create a practice of of combating those things with your own self-love, right? And again, I think Kanye is an extreme example, but I think you could take pieces of that, right? Kanye has created this wall because of all the negativity where he now talks about his own greatness, you know, again, to the extreme. But I think there's something to be taken from that. And then kind of the, the next part of, of this idea of, of living your life for other people is when you become obsessed with with trying to prove them wrong, right? And them is like this proverbial thing. Maybe for some people you have specific examples. I know I did, but also it becomes this like outside thing so much bigger than the original people that you were trying to to prove wrong, right? 
And this is something I have been so guilty of. I still struggle with it. And I think I'm literally like, as I was doing research for this episode, coming to terms with how much of it I've allowed to kind of control my everyday life and and my own happiness on a daily basis, right? Now, I pulled a couple articles when it comes to this particular topic, but the Metropreneur uh, has an article, uh, metropreneur.com, and it says, uh, the prove them wrong mentality, and it's by Ryan Frederick, right? I'm gonna read a couple of excerpts from them that I, I found to be really interesting. Now, this one is about business founders. So you're gonna hear them use the word founders, but like anything else, I think you can pull information from any sort of source and interject yourself in as a fit. So they're going to reference the people they're speaking of as founders. But to me, this is a universal thing for people and and brands and anybody that is, you know, uh, creative or just a normal person living their life as well. I think you can pull from from this if you uh, just look past some of the terminology that they're talking about. Right. But uh, in this article, I say, quote, when you're underestimated and people don't believe in what you're doing, it can be incredibly motivating early on to prove them wrong. The need to prove people wrong is a powerful feeling that can become the catalyst a founder might need when they are starting out. But founders must move beyond the motivation of proving others wrong and instead focus on proving themselves and the people that do believe in them right. Man, I can personally attest to this where I would say majority of my success has come from the motivation that I found in trying to prove others wrong, right? Whether it was my parents, whether it was my friends that I grew up with, whether it was industry people, uh, whatever it might be, you know, that 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 whole notion of like Michael Jordan, if anybody's watched the the 30 for 30, the uh, what is it called? The the last dance, right? Where they talk where he everybody was making a meme about this thing where he was like, I took it personally, and he would go off and like have a great game or whatever on like the littlest thing. And that was like his motivation that that has been me throughout the course of my career. And it's yielded some incredible results, but it's also burnt me the fuck out and and not allowed me to enjoy those results, which again, we'll get into. But I just wanted to kind of reference that because it it's something that hits so close to home for me when prepping for this. And I'd imagine for a lot of people, I'm sure that resonates as well. Now, now continuing on with the article, they say, Founders who stay too focused on the detractors and disbelievers end up putting too much time and energy towards proving them wrong, which could otherwise be applied more positively and constructively elsewhere. If a founder remains in a, quote, prove them wrong mentality and doesn't mature past the negativity and disbelief around it, it will eventually fatigue them. And speaking to my own experience, once again, this has been incredibly true, you know, I think I've lived much of my my adult life in a constant state of fatigue because I've always been trying to prove somebody wrong. And I think, you know, even to the point of my own personal life, you know, uh, I, I, I think I've depleted myself of the energy to really enjoy a fruitful personal life because I can't get out of the mindset of trying to prove other people wrong, right? This obsession with trying to prove other people wrong takes away all of my my time and my energy, right? And at the end of, of the, the day, I have nothing left to give elsewhere. And I've noticed how destructive that really is, you know, especially when you're trying to build a life for yourself, you know, in a, a relationship, you know, or or trying to maintain real adult friendships, you know, 
which become increasingly more difficult as you get older and and as you begin to outgrow the convenient friendships that have been around you you know when you're when you're younger and and um again this is like one of those come to jesus moments where i'm literally just having a stream of consciousness and like calling myself out as i record this i i think that that has been a lot of my my problem you know um in in my personal life is that i've been so obsessed with you know proving the proverbial them wrong that i haven't had any energy to give elsewhere right it's it's made me not have the amount of presence that i would like to you know for anything other than trying to prove them wrong right and again we'll, we'll kind of dive a bit more in the the mihenta segment so let's uh kind of continue on with with, with uh this blog post i pulled a few more things from it they, they go on to say founders who remain held back by a prove them wrong mentality are damaging their self-image and self-esteem in the process it doesn't seem like it because wanting to prove people wrong seems like a self-affirming act but over an extended period of time it has the opposite effect operating in a prove them wrong mentality fosters negative limited and scarcity thinking it also ties a founder too closely to the success or failure of their company and i'm gonna replace company with just the success or failure of any endeavor that we have in this life, right? That you're chasing. And again, this this is resonating so much with me. And, and I, I want to point out the scarcity thinking, right? Because when you're in this, this mentality, and I've lived in this mentality for so long, when you see somebody else finding success in a similar lane that you are chasing after, that scarcity mentality causes you to kind of like, hate on them or 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 you know uh not be able to celebrate their success or even just feel the human emotion of, of of jealousy right because you feel like it's taking away an opportunity from you and your obsession with proving them wrong you know doesn't allow you to to celebrate other people's wins even if they are much deserved and i've been guilty of this you know very often and and even recently you know and i've been getting better at checking myself but it 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 creates these these sort of, uh, you know, like you, you have your mortal enemy, like a, a villain, you know, like a comic book character, you know, and uh, I've created these sort of villains in my own head, you know, people that probably are completely unaware that I look at them in that way, but I've made them my arch nemesis that I have to sort of uh, end up doing better than at the end of the day. And, and every time they have a win, it, it, it makes you feel more and more like shit. And that is such a toxic way to live you know because you can't control that right and and their victory doesn't mean anything about your life you know and and you're again allowing these outside sources to affect your happiness on a regular basis and that's just incredibly toxic essentially they are in control of your life you have relinquished control to these people you know over your your own happiness and that's an incredibly toxic way to live, you know, and and to feel completely out of control of, of your own life, which I think I know I feel that way oftentimes because of this sort of mindset, you know, and 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 then attaching yourself, you know, too closely to the sec- success or failures of your various endeavors, right? I've been completely guilty of this. And this, again, is why, you know, I think I've gone down these these really dark bouts of of depression and anxiety. And obviously there's different medical things and, and chemical things that we can talk about that cause that stuff. But when I talk about specific events that may send me down a bit of a spiral or a dark 
sort of storm in in my own head it it is based upon outside factors right i'm i'm allowing my own happiness to be predicated upon whether or not i get a yes or a no from an opportunity that i'm i'm pursuing right so if the email comes in and it's a yes i'm very happy i'm present i'm able to be enjoying life if the email comes in and it's a no, I am depressed, bummed out. I feel bad about myself. I feel like I am not good enough. I feel like it is a reflection of my own talent. And, and again, that's the toxic nature of this. I'm allowing these, these ideas that I have or these projects that I'm working on or these endeavors to essentially be one and the same as me, right? To, to, to basically say that if one of those things fails, that means that I personally am a failure. If one of those things does not, reach the level of success I would would hope it, it it is that means that I am not as talented as I thought I was right and and the truth is not every idea is going to pop that you have right not everything is going to pan out exactly as you'd hope and and even if you have a great idea if if something outside of your control happens you know that leaves it unable to to be fulfilled in the way that you had hoped you know that's just a part of life you're only in control of, of but so much and you can't allow these things to be a reflection of whether or not you know you should feel good about yourself right and i think oftentimes we do that i know for sure i i've done that in this mindset of of where i'm always trying to to prove people wrong it's definitely developed this idea that i'm only as good as my last success and that is an incredibly toxic and man empty way to live and i can tell you that as somebody who has lived in that space for a, a very long time. Now, kind of wrapping up a couple of last things that they say in this article, they say, if you are a founder who finds themselves trying to prove people that don't matter wrong, pause and come to terms with the fact that this is wasted energy and time. Be intentional about focusing your efforts instead on your supporters and backers. They've earned your time and energy. Choose your motivation wisely and then leave the others behind. And to me, this is really profound because I've never actually thought about it in this way. And and maybe it's obvious for for some, but rather than than focusing on proving the haters or the naysayers wrong, why not focus on proving yourself right and proving the the people who do support you, the people who do believe in you, proving them right. And and the people that believe in you could be your significant other, they could be your family, your friends, whatever, whatever it is for. For your life, but allowing them and allowing yourself uh, and your own happiness to to be the focus, to me, is is so profound. And I'm sad that I haven't even thought about it in this way. But I think to a degree, when I talk about leading with love, that kind of is is this idea, right? That that rather than allowing the negative aspects of of life or you know uh, negative feelings be your fuel, allow the good ones to to be your fuel um in, in instead and i know that that might sound a little bit cheesy or a little bit corny but the the reality is, is this you know the naysayers the haters they're always going to find some way to poke a hole in what you're doing right uh you know they there's always going to be a nicer car that they can point out you know like oh okay yeah maybe you bought this ferrari but you know uh you couldn't afford to get this one right and and that's an extreme example but i think we all can resonate to a degree 
with like an example like that where somebody gives you like this backhanded compliment where it's like oh that's nice you're able to get that up what happened you didn't want to do this and it's like like it's it takes away the the wind out of your sails right rather than focusing on the people who actually already fuck with you right and 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 trying to prove them right for investing in you in whatever way that they have and and trying to prove yourself right for investing in your own your own talents right you know i think that that to me again is so so profound and and i think uh you know choosing your 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 motivation is so incredibly important and necessary you know choosing the right motivation that is um to to really finding happiness and and fulfillment in this world because the reality is you're you're never going to be able to rub it in all of the naysayers faces and and i think even if you do it never feels as as good as you would have would have hoped right it never gives you that satisfaction that you you would have hoped now i want to read one more kind of example from this in a more practical way of of approaching how not to get sucked into this uh but i think now it feels like a good time to take a quick break and then we'll be right back there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming and when you get access to resi priority notify with your amex platinum card hey this looks amazing i'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 en español.com. All right, we are back. And the last article I want to reference is mymetalreport.com. And they have this, this blog post that says, uh, The Problem with Proving Them Wrong. And this is by Renee Fishman. And uh, she references Michael Jordan in this, which is uh, something I've been talking about already on the show. 
But let's first kind of start where, where she says, you know, what happens next? So she says, quote, but what happens after we've proven them wrong? Then what? Maybe along the way, you come to love the thing for itself. You find value in it for its own sake. But what if you don't? One of two things usually happens. You look for the next person to prove wrong, or you find yourself in the emptiness of that feeling you were trying to escape in the first place. The feeling of not being enough. Good enough, smart enough, strong enough. And when I read that that last part, it was one of those things that kind of like hit, hits you like a ton of bricks, right? You you find yourself, you know, with with one of two things happening, right? You're looking for the next person to prove wrong. I've I've done that and I feel like I've exacerbated all the people that I could possibly try and prove wrong at this point. And what follows is is you finding yourself in the same emptiness that you were actually trying to get away from, right? That feeling of not being enough. And this right here is something that I'm resonating with 100%, right? Because now at this point in my life, at this point in my my career, you know, I've separated myself so much from the negativity, from the negative naysayers. And I've just been focusing on, you know, uh, trying to build my own career and, and success. And I've gone further than I think anybody would have predicted that has known me or that I've come into contact with. And I've gotten to a point where I no longer feel like I have to bow or kiss the rings in any sort of way when it comes to this industry. And, uh, and not to say that I think that, uh, you know, I'm like top tier, reached the, the peak of being a podcaster or, you know, uh, uh, entertainer or host or whatever it is. But for me personally, I'm at a place where I feel happy. And I think now I'm searching for that motivation. I am searching for, you know, the next thing or even, you know, sitting down and, and you know, wanting that feeling of like, fulfillment to wash over me that in my mind I know I should have because I know that I've achieved something great I know that I'm doing things that I love doing uh, but I still can't escape that feeling of of not being good enough right because it feels like something is still missing because that constant chase that I have been on has become normal to me right and 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 it's it's now also I think an emptier feeling because that chase that I was on, like I got to where I wanted to go, right? And where I wanted to go was was to be at a point where nobody could tell me nothing, right? Where the, the people that I specifically was looking to prove wrong, you know, I have. And then it's like, okay, but now what, right? Like I wasted all of this time trying to prove these people wrong, but it's not giving me half of what I hoped it would, right? And that's that feeling of, of emptiness, right? And then that feeling of not being enough because it's like, oh, well, maybe, maybe what I've achieved isn't, you know, much at all. And that's why I'm not getting, you know, them bowing down to me or the respect from them verbally that I, I thought I would have gotten now, right? Or, or them, you know, having to kind of bow down and be like, I was wrong about you, right? So then it starts to make you feel like, well, maybe I'm not making, maybe it's because I'm not making enough money. Maybe it's because my podcast doesn't have, uh, this many listeners. Maybe it's because I'm not driving around a fancy enough car. So I need to now go and do all of these things. That'll show them, right? And it creates that mindset. And then you get those things. And then you, again, you're not getting that that uh, 
that sort of admiration that you thought you would from those naysayers from proving them wrong, right? So that's like, oh, maybe what I'm doing is not big enough. Let me double it again. And it just keeps on going. And and that feeling of not being enough keeps coming up while you're in the midst of these cycles because it, what you're creating is never enough to give you this this false feeling that you're you're hoping for, right? And I don't know, I I, I don't have a point necessarily to that, but I, it's just kind of what's what's coming up in my head as as I'm reading this, and I think sort of recognizing the toxic nature of all that we're talking about. Now, the, this article goes on to say, the feeling of not enough. The motivation to prove others wrong may sustain you for a while, but eventually it wears thin. Critics panned Jordan's Hall of Fame speech as vindictive and petty. Now, we're talking about Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame speech, right? It revealed an insecurity that could not be erased by years of championships. Despite all he had won, all his success, all he had accomplished and amassed, it was clear that Jordan still felt like he was not good enough. When Michael Jordan, the best basketball player ever to grace the court, was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in 2009, he gave a speech riled with digs at all the people who slid to him. Jordan flew his high school basketball coach, who didn't put him on the varsity team his sophomore year, to the ceremony just so he could say to the guy's face, I proved you wrong, as if the guy didn't already know. And yeah, I think this is such a great example uh, uh, of what we're talking about, right? Michael Jordan, most people would argue the greatest basketball player of all time. I don't know if anybody really even combats that at this point, right? The dude has won all of these championships. He is spoken about in the the highest light for his his talents, you know, at this point. And he still is not satisfied or fulfilled, right? He he allowed himself to be so obsessed with proving people wrong with with trying to show people that they were wrong that he doesn't have the ability to to sit back and appreciate all that he has done and and it shows that he still doesn't truly feel the level of greatness that he actually has sure he can be competitive and and talk shit and talk about how he you know, uh, would do this or that to people and, and, you know, talk about his, his talent in a certain way. But deep down inside, when you see something like this, that he feels like he still has to take the digs at the people who slighted him throughout the course of his career, it shows you that in his mind, the people who have done negative things to him hold a, a bigger space in his mind than all of the greatness and uh, accomplishments that he has achieved. And I think that shows you the toxic nature of of this idea of proving them wrong, right? And again, it's allowing other people to be in control of, of your life, essentially, right? Because here is the greatest basketball player of all time getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. And he's allowing other people to affect how he celebrates that moment, right? Or Or doesn't celebrate that moment. He's giving his power to these people who who really had very small moments in the course of his life, like his high school coach. You know, what meaning does that person have to him right now uh, after the career he has had in the NBA? You know, does it really matter that his sophomore year he wasn't on the varsity team? Like, should that matter at this point in his life right now? But it still does to him, even after all he's accomplished. And I think it just goes to show the the toxic nature of this mindset and and kind of what happens when again you allow other people 
to be in control of your life uh, because you can't let go of things or or you uh, are obsessing over trying to prove other others wrong. And uh, the last thing in this article that they say is they end it, they say, when we feel we are enough, we no longer feel the need to prove people wrong or shove our success in the face of those who doubted us. Success speaks for itself. And I love this. And it's something I've always tried to sort of live by. And, and you know, sometimes I've been better at it than others. Obviously, in a world we live in with social media, we all want to run present party included and, and showcase and broadcast our successes, right? On, on social media to prove to people, look how far I've come, look at my success. And we're, we're all in a way searching for that, that validation, you know, somebody to tell us, wow, we are enough, you are great, you have achieved something great. But you have to internally find that conversation and that appreciation for yourself, right? Or else you're never going to have enough you're always going to be looking for for that pat on the back and you're you're always going to be unfulfilled in some sort of way you know you, you have to again understand that you as you are are enough and i know that sounds like you know super corny self-helpy type of shit right but but the reality is you you have to recognize that when we're all looking for that pat on the back when we're all looking for that that uh Instagram like or or somebody commenting, you know, that they're proud of us or this, that and the third, right? We're allowing those outside forces to control how we feel about ourselves. And again, that is an incredibly toxic way to live because I can't control if somebody is going to give me the props that I feel like I deserve. I can't control if somebody is going to see my greatness, right? And if my entire well-being, my happiness, my confidence is based upon them seeing it. You know, I am setting myself up for a life that has the potential to be full of a lot of letdowns. And and I've experienced that a ton. Again, you're giving your power away to others. They are, in fact, in control of your life. They are, in fact, in control of your ability to be happy on a regular basis. And that's a very scary, scary thing to to give up. Now, with that said, I, I want to quickly kind of touch on a couple of different things Uh from my own personal life that I think connects to this that I want to share with y'all for our Mihenta segment. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcast. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. So I know I touched on a, a few different things in the last segment as far as, you know, my own personal attachment to, to this idea or why this has been affecting me or why I want to talk about it. And I have one story in particular that that happened over the course of this last year that is really resonating with me when it comes to this topic. And it's something I've been recently working through and I've kind of referenced it a little bit, right? throughout the course of the podcast, but I, I don't think I've laid it out completely in this way. But, you know, for me, one of the biggest life changes I made over over this last year was was quitting the Breakfast Club, right? And it was an incredibly difficult decision to make. And I've talked about that. You know, you guys have, have heard that that story if you follow the the podcast and there's plenty of episodes to kind of talk about that or, or hear more of it. Uh, I would reference the uh, Being Unbroken uh, episode if you, you, you know, are, are familiar, a new listener, but, you know, quitting the breakfast club was a giant moment in my career, but then everything that followed it, I think was, was kind of set me on this incredibly toxic path for, for the better part of a year. Right. So I had made a video after I quit the breakfast club that I put out on, on YouTube and it, it went pretty, pretty viral, like it, it unexpectedly, you know, it was all it was all about why I quit the Breakfast Club. And it it drew a lot of attention, you know, a ton of comments, you know, the Breakfast Club, you know, listeners were all kind of chiming in. You had, uh, you know, certain hosts going on their podcast and, you know, some people were saying they were talking about me. Others were, were saying they weren't right. But it, it felt like, it, you know, kind of talking shit almost. And and this isn't taking shots at anybody. I've, I've had conversations with with them, you know, privately and things like that. But but this is what it what it kind of felt like. Right. It, it felt like, you know, there was this sort of anger towards me for for thinking I could be something more than than I was in that position right and you had the comments sort of uh backing that up to a degree of like dramas is boring as hell you know I, I, who's gonna want to check him out outside of the breakfast club right and all kinds of things like that and this was my first experience really having a lot of uh, mixed messaging when it came to people's responses to things I was doing right generally before that overwhelmingly positive uh, obviously you had your assholes here and there but this was really kind of where it felt like it was split, where some people were 
super happy for me and motivating me to, to, to do things and excited to hear more content. And then you had others who were, you know, not seeing the vision, right? And, and some of them feeling like, you know, and some of them being people who were in positions of power, it, it felt like to a degree, right? And again, a lot of this is my own feelings. A lot of this, it might be a narrative I create in my own head. But, but that's what it felt like for me. So when I left the breakfast club, I left with a lot of kind of fire inside of me. You know, I, I can remember like journaling and kind of my words to myself are like, you know, I'm going to prove these people wrong. I'm going to become their competition, right? Uh, all these different things that I was using to light that fire in me to really just go crazy for, for this year of building up all the things that I wanted to do, right? And that became my obsession. Proving the breakfast love, you know, listeners and all the haters wrong and and uh, and, you know, and and anybody that didn't promote me within prove them wrong. Right. And and again, it was a story that I made a lot bigger in my own head. But there were some little like things there that that I was able to kind of feed off of right from from the Internet and, and whatnot. So, you know, that became my mission for for that better part of that year. And. I took on almost every opportunity I possibly could throughout this time period, you know, whether it was just for financial gains, whether it was for uh, opportunity's sake, like my my own happiness was actually put to the side. And the main focus and the main priority was proving people wrong, right? I didn't care about the fact that I was exhausted, that I was, you know, working, you know, crazy 14 hour days, you know, uh, if not longer that I was running on, you know, four hours of sleep a day. Like I didn't care about any of that, that, that I was ignoring my, my, my girlfriend, that I was, you know, not being responsible with my new puppy that I got and kind of putting that burden onto her and, and, you know, and, and not taking care of my home and, and all of these different things, right? Like my goal was, was I was hell bent on proving people wrong because I felt like, you know, I was, was my, I, because I allowed myself worth to be, uh, validated by whether or not I was able to prove them wrong, right? Like if I was able to go out and find success without them and, and essentially quote unquote prove them wrong, you know, that meant that I was talented. And if I wasn't able to find success in that way where they noticed what I was doing, that meant that they were right, that I wasn't talented, I wasn't good enough, and I should have just stayed in my my role even though it didn't make me happy, right? So again, I gave up that control of my life. And and what what happened was I got an opportunity to possibly be the third host on a morning show and it was for Spotify. And I got obsessed with this idea, right? Because this would have made me the Breakfast Club's competition, right? And maybe not directly because it's a different, it's a streaming platform, this, that, and the third. But in my own mind, the idea that I would be on my on a morning show as a host made me their competition. And it was like, yes, this is it. The universe has given me the opportunity. I'm going to fucking will my way into this. And this, when I get this gig, when I sign that contract and get announced as the official third host on the, the Spotify morning show, I'm going to make a whole fucking YouTube video about it, uh, a whole Instagram post. I had it all planned out. I'm going to pull up all the negative comments and, and call all these people out, rub it in their face like you guys were wrong. I literally left and got my own morning show. And, and that was like my mindset that was going to bring me the, the validation that was going to, you know, bring me all the happiness, joy that I had been searching for. And and what happened? I gave my my happiness 
and and my ability to be happy i gave the control of that away to somebody else right i allowed essentially spotify to control whether or not i felt validated whether or not i felt talented whether or not i felt successful and whether or not i felt happy i allowed them to be in control of that and when i say i allowed them to be in control of it i mean that you know Basically, I predicated my own happiness on whether or not I would get that job officially, right? And whether or not I would then be able to use it to rub it in in everybody's face, right? And what ended up happening with that? You know, the audition process ended up extending probably six months longer than was promised. You know, it was uh, a lot of hurry up and wait, a lot of, okay, this is going to be the date that you find out your answer and then it didn't come. And and what happened throughout the course of that time? I was fucking depressed. I was anxious. I wasn't able to enjoy anything because all of my happiness was predicated on whether or not I would get this job. I, I became physically sick to a degree of just being anxious all the time. I, I was a shell of myself, right? Throughout this long period, and this was probably from August, uh, August of 2021, until January of 2022, you know, so you're talking half a year where I literally put my happiness on pause and, and just kind of handed over the keys to somebody else and said, here, when you see fit, you know, you can make me happy, essentially, right? They were in control of my life. And I'm, I know I'm building it up like Spotify is like evil genius. I, I allowed that to happen, right? And, and all of it was predicated on the idea that this would prove everybody wrong. And then, you know, what happens? I don't hear from, from Spotify for a couple months after my last appearance in January. And at that point, I'm beginning to kind of let go of a bit of, of the control that I've given them, but it's still something that is in the back of my head. And then all of a sudden, a few months later, you know, they announced that the, the morning show actually got canceled. It's no longer going to be a show. And obviously, that was incredibly disappointing, but to a degree, it was very freeing. Because I realized, kind of backtracking a bit, I was sort of allowing them to to dictate whether or not I felt like I was talented, right? And it was like, if they want me on this show, that means uh, that I'm talented. And even the fact that this process took so long, I allowed that to be a reflection of my own talent, right? I was saying, if I was if I was that good, they would have immediately made me an offer and I wouldn't be doing this elongated audition process, right? And the reality was, that behind the scenes, you know, the the show and the powers that be were figuring out if it was worth investing money into again. And, and and it probably had little to do with, you know, whether or not they believed that I was a good fit for the show or that I was I was good enough, right? But I allowed that to be the narrative that that, you know, I'm not talented because these people won't make me an offer, right? And they won't uh they won't commit to me. And and I literally wasted, you know, the a, a good half a year of, of my life and the people around me suffered as a result of it. And, and I suffered as a result of it because, again, I gave away my power to to other people. And the reality is when I really had a moment of clarity, I realized I wouldn't have been happy doing that Spotify job day in and day out. Right even throughout the audition process, there were days where I was just kind of like, you know, I don't know if I really love this or there were certain aspects of it that I was just kind of like, I don't know if it's for me, but I, I stayed married to it. I stayed obsessed with it 
because of of what it represented in my ability to quote unquote prove them wrong, right? And and again, I'm putting my own happiness to the side in order to prove others wrong, right? And I'll I kind of end it on on that note of, of of why I'm bringing up this this example is I literally was like telling myself I don't know if this is like something I'd actually want to do five days a week at four in the morning every single day, you know, like it actually it, it's fun, but it's fun in small doses. I don't think that I want to be married to this thing. You know, I'm not enjoying every aspect of it. It doesn't seem like a perfect fit for me uh, or or at least, you know, uh, there's certain elements of it that I really just don't enjoy. But again, I, I ignored all of that because of my obsession wanting to prove other people wrong. And and thankfully it worked out the way that it did. But what would have happened? I would have I would have gotten the gig. I would have done this YouTube video. I would have done this IG post where I rubbed it in everybody's face. And sure, I would have gotten a lot of people patting me on the back. I would have gotten uh, you know, some people giving me that validation, like, oh shit, you proved them wrong, type of thing, right? But it would have faded quickly and I would have been stuck sitting at this gig. And 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 married to this this job that didn't actually really fulfill me, you know the 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 fact is it would have taken away the flexibility that I have right now that I absolutely love right where I can wake up and set my own hours and and kind of say you know what today I'm going to get everything done early and give myself the afternoon off or today I'm going to sleep in and just work through you know the afternoon into the evening like I have all that flexibility right now or I want to you know, go out and, and, you know, uh, do something or I just want to fucking stay up late and watch a movie, you know, with my, my girl, like I have that flexibility right now. Whereas with that, I wouldn't have, you know, I would have had to wake up at the same time every day. I would have had to be at this place every day, even if it's just virtually. Right. And, and that would have, that would have taken away what I love so much about the lifestyle that I have right now, but I would have sacrificed my own happiness just to have that small moment of proving people wrong. And again, that would have been great in the short term, but in the long term, I would have been incredibly unhappy, unfulfilled, and then searching for the next thing to 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 prove them wrong, right? The next thing to to feel fulfilled. I would have thought to myself, oh, maybe this just wasn't a big enough opportunity, right? That's why I'm not feeling the fulfillment I thought I would have. Let me find the next thing. And that would have been this perpetual cycle. And instead, you know, I now get to have these these conversations with myself and with y'all and 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 figure this out and really put myself on a path of, of trying to find true fulfillment and listening to my inner voice of what actually makes me happy rather than, you know, what will will bring me uh, the satisfaction of, of proving them wrong. Now, I know that was really long winded and a bit all over the place. I hope it made sense. Uh, but, but yeah, that's just kind of a, a story that I've been going through and, and it really created a very toxic notion for me that I'm still kind of dealing with the aftermath of, um, at this point in my life. But I think the important thing is I'm, I'm now aware of it. Right. And I'm, I'm making the steps to kind of try and, uh, get into a healthier space as far as how I motivate myself and, and, and how I, you know, uh, proceed from, from now on. And, and it's a process. So, so don't shame yourself if you're not there yet. It is a, a, a process, but but having the conversation and recognizing, I think, is the important first step. Now, with that said, let's quickly hear from y'all and your take on, on this topic in our Ask a Gringo segment. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. 
Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. All right, so for this week's Ask a Gringo segment and at DJ Dramos on Instagram, if you want to be a part of these conversations, the question I asked is, what have you done to make others happy at your own expense? And this episode is running a little bit long, so I'm going to kind of try to quickly get through a couple here. Let's see. Um, at V underscore 201 says, not have kids so that I can move freely to take care of my parents. And man, this is is uh, really interesting, especially when you talk about our community, the Latin community, because family is placed so high, uh, you know, in in our 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 community, you know, like uh, the value of family, right? And our parents, and and um, you know, it, there's there's funny things we talk about how your family's always in your business, things like that. But I think it's it's because of the the value that is placed on the idea of family in our, our community, right? And it's a beautiful thing, but I think it also can become incredibly toxic if you do not sort of create boundaries, right? I think there's like this really toxic notion of like the idea that you're never an adult, right? Especially, and I know that that's pretty common with a, a, a lot of cultures, but I feel like, you know, particularly with ours, it's kind of like, you know, you, your parents they're always in charge. You always kind of follow what they want and their rules, even as as an adult. And I think it's a beautiful and admirable thing that you're you're taking care of your parents. But I also think we 
we we have this notion that we should feel guilty for also wanting to create our own life, right? And I think there has to be a bit of a separation at times, right? Not to say, obviously, that you, you shun your family or anything like that if you're lucky enough to have one that you have a healthy relationship with. But at the same time, you can't allow them to to rule your life, right? You have to be able to make decisions that that are best for you and your your own future and eventually your own family if that's what you want for your life and it's uh it's it's a bit of a tough balance to kind of find because obviously there's going to be a lot of guilt uh certain people's parents will guilt them on top of it you know I, i can relate to that but i i think that you know there there has to be healthy boundaries set in place where you can't sacrifice your own happiness uh, just for the sake of of making your parents happy, uh, no matter how much of a norm that that probably was um, in our, our community in the past. I hope that made sense without saying. All right, last one at cross underscore soul says, act like a delinquent in high school. I wasted my shot to get the grades I could get just to make others happy. And yeah, I mean, I think when we're younger, a lot of us can probably relate to this, right? We're like, performing and and wanting to fit in and and i think it's completely normal as kids you know to to want to be a part of something and oftentimes the kids who rebel or uh act out in class like you know that's what's considered cool and the ones who get good grades uh you know are are the nerds and and, and things like that and and i think you know you got to forgive yourself at the end of the day you're you're young in high school and uh and and you know we we all kind of go through that that phase and uh, my own personal opinion, I don't think college matters all that much. So, you know, I don't think you miss out on, on much not being able to get into a better school, depending on obviously what you're you're trying to do for a living. But I, I think as long as you recognize that notion or that tendency and then don't allow yourself to recreate it in your adult life, you know, I know for me, you know, when I was in my, my early 20s, you know, uh, and I was just starting out kind of on this journey of of DJing and all these different things, you know, uh, I one thing I pat myself on the back for is uh, that I didn't allow my friends and 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 what I guess normal 21 year olds were doing to influence my discipline. Right. You know, for me, I knew I wanted to build a career at the time as a DJ and, and doing music. And that was my focus. So. I I didn't, you know, um, give up my Friday or Saturday nights to just go out and party with my friends, you know, and, and there were times where I was jealous where they would all be out and, and having the best time ever. And I was stuck DJing some shitty bar somewhere, you know. But for me, I knew that, you know, doing this music thing full time, I think I'd quit my job at that time, too. So like DJing was my main source of income. You know, I knew that I had to be disciplined. I knew that I needed to work and and make my money and not uh you know um just sacrifice the the paycheck you know to just go out and hang out my friends because i made a choice this is going to be my career and a part of that meant having to work on the weekends you know when the clubs and and bars are, are are open and i had to have that that discipline uh you know at a time when it was it was really tough but I'm grateful that I did because it, it led me to the various opportunities um, that eventually put me on the path to where I am today, right? That that level of discipline and that sacrifice has has helped give me the life that I have right now and I wouldn't trade it for the world, you know? Um, so I feel incredibly blessed and proud of myself that I, you know, didn't follow the crowd or, or I, 
I, you know, uh, wasn't wavering in my discipline uh, just for, you know, the short term gratification of, of going out and partying with my friends at the time. With that said, thank you all so much for the uh, the questions and participating or the answers and participating, I should say. Uh, I appreciate you all again at DJ Dramos on Instagram. You'll be part of these. Now, let's uh, quickly tie everything we talked about today in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. Time for Conclusion Stew. Mm. All right, so I'll quickly kind of sum up everything we talked about. I mean, I think for me, two of the big takeaways from, from this is the Michael Jordan example, where you literally have somebody who achieved far more than anybody could ever dream of and he still feels the need to like focus in on the the few small people and insignificant moments in his life uh that that people doubted him and i think that that's a glaring example of like the never-ending hunger for validation that you could set yourself up on if you're not careful right michael jordan has achieved so much more than than many of us could ever dream of yet he still feels that emptiness and he's still on that chase for validation. And to me, that's the ultimate cautionary tale of like what I don't want for my life, right? I, I never would want to achieve that level of success and still not be happy. That just seems so incredibly depressing. So I, I look at that as a really big cautionary tale to, to shift the mindset of, of what I'm living for and, and who I'm living for, right? And at the end of the day, recognizing that with all that success, all that money, he still is allowing others to control his life. And that's a very scary, scary thought. And uh, the last thing I'll, I'll mention that we talked about today is, is being intentional about focusing your, your efforts on, on not the negativity, but the positive things in your life. And I think that was a profound statement to me, you know, focusing your efforts instead on your supporters and your backers, right? And, and that line that they've earned your time and energy. You know, choose your motivation wisely and then leave the others behind. You know, focusing on on what really matters. And I've talked about that a bunch, I, I think, before. But why not try and prove the people who already fuck with you right? You know what I mean? Like, why not give them the best version of you? And that's your motivation. Why not give yourself the best version of yourself, right? Why not prove yourself and its vision for your life? Why not prove yourself right and allow that? to to be your your ultimate motivation essentially that's that's allowing love to to lead the way right you know and and it's allowing your, yourself to be focused on what actually makes you happy as opposed to what you feel like you need to do uh to get validation from others right and it turns the validation inward right it, it allows you to to look to yourself to understand that you are enough, right? And I love this last line I'll pull is, you know, when, when you turn to yourself to, to, to recognize that you are enough, right? Following that up with a, a line from one of the blogs we read, um, they say, you know, when we feel we are enough, we no longer feel the need to prove people wrong or shove our success in the face of those who doubted us. Success speaks for itself, right? And and when you're looking to yourself for that validation to to feel like you are enough and you're you're feeding that that feeling to yourself you're giving yourself the pat on the back you know you're then in control of your own happiness because the moment you're saying to yourself you know am i enough you're answering it for yourself yes you are right and you're you're giving yourself 
that power to to give yourself that call and response, right? Rather than when you have that question, am I enough? You're searching for some sort of outside validation to, to prove it to yourself. You know, this is, the, the, the again, the healthier mindset. And now it's easier said than done as we've talked about. But take a look at my story of, of, of last year and how I was giving my own happiness away and, and putting someone else in control of it, right? Just for the sake of wanting to prove others wrong, right? I was willing to, you know, uh, get myself into a job that was incredibly demanding that wouldn't have brought me long-term happiness. I was willing to do all of that just because I wanted the validation of feeling like I had proved somebody wrong. And, and that's crazy to me to think about that I would have sacrificed my daily happiness, the freedom that I have right now in my, in my life that I enjoy so fucking much. I was willing to sacrifice all of that just because I was trying to prove some people wrong. That's a really, really scary thought. I'm so blessed that it didn't work out in that way. But, but allow that to be a cautionary tale of, of you know, what could have happened if I gave my control away to, to, to other people, which I essentially did. And, and thankfully, the universe saved my ass. But I almost allowed others to be in charge of, of, of my life. And uh, it would have led me down a path of, of being really, really miserable and, and, and not happy, I feel like, at the end of the day, given that situation. So let that be a lesson to you. Hopefully this, this resonated with y'all. I know for me, this is something I've been working through and still am actively working through. So let me know if, if a part of it resonated with you. DM me at DJ Dramos on Instagram. I always love to hear your thoughts and and uh, you know what, what kind of has been speaking to you that we've been talking about on the show. With that said, I'll catch y'all on Thursday for our Thursday Trends episode. Until then, stay safe. I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 españolcom What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. 
and State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.